Thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what, principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. And we're back. Ooh, we were gone and now we're back. us. Welcome to Pretty Spiritual. We're so glad you're joining us today. Today we're going to talk about craving. Delicious. Oh, God. I love this topic and I hate it. And for better or for worse, it's something I have a lot of experience with. So (laughs) I'm going to take it back for a second here to the Four Noble Truths, which are one of the most... Uh, basic uh, fundamental teachings of Buddhism. So they go like this. The first one is there is suffering, which means it like if you're alive, you will experience suffering. The second one is the cause of suffering is craving slash ignorance. Mm -hmm. And the third is that freedom from suffering is possible. And the fourth noble truth is that, this is unfortunate, the path to freedom is spiritual slash an inside job. And long, long hard work. (laughs) So um, the literally how the last one goes is that the path to freedom is the eightfold path, which has to do with um, right views, intention, speech, action, livelihood, effort, mindfulness, and concentration. So just an easy thing you can it's accomplish. It's so simple. In like Don't you have hours. it already? Oh, <laughs> yes. But so, okay. We're talking about craving. And if the cause of suffering is this craving, this like desire for something or uh, ignorance about reality, uh, the nature of stuff, how can we relate wisely to craving so that it doesn't get us stuck in this cycle of suffering? And, you know, I think as ex-problem drinkers, we have mm-hmm. kind of a unique experience with mm-hmm. craving. Um, I also want to just throw this one in there because I think it's like a wink from the universe that literally the way that craving is translated from Sanskrit, the word is thirst. <laughs> so Ooh, I relate. Yeah. Um, thirsty. Yeah, we're thirsty mm-hmm. for something. Annie, do you want to let us know what craving is like for you? Yes, and I do want to comment that all of us have at least two drinks. So I think the <laughs> topic of thirst That's is true, yeah. totally relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love this topic. And when I knew we were going to talk about it, I was thinking like the word craving feels kind of sneaky and slippery to me. For me, craving, like I think of it as wanting something, but then in the context of the word and how we're thinking about it for this episode, I think of it as wanting something that is like a urge to do or consume something in a way that's going to hurt me or other people. For me, as someone who was, when I was a drinker, it was craving meant just no resistance. So if I had a craving for a drink, especially in the morning, um, I would just do it. Get it in me. Yeah, get it in my belly. <laughs> I was totally hedonistic. Um, I did whatever I thought that I wanted to and whatever I thought was going to be fun. And so on this spiritual journey, and I think this can relate across all mediums. So if you're listening and you haven't struggled with alcohol or any other substances, like I think this relates to being hooked on a person or an activity like shopping or spending money or... Who does that? Yeah. Over-exercising, whatever it is. 
um, is that the more I had this total lack of discipline and I kind of just gave in to myself, the less, the lower my sense of integrity and the lower my self-esteem became. So basically the more I did the thing that I thought I wanted to do, the lower my self-esteem was. And the more I had to do the thing that was hurting me as a way to make myself feel better. So I haven't drank since 2011, but I definitely have had cravings since then. And most of them aren't for alcohol, um, but it'll be for some kind of escape from a situation that I find uncomfortable or intolerable. So usually for me, if I have a craving, it means that I'm somehow in a mental or physical situation that somewhere inside me, I'm like, not okay, gotta fix it. (laughs) And then this craving will come up and it's like my Annie solution to making myself feel better. And it's usually pretty like low hanging fruit. And by low hanging, I mean like off the tree and kind of rotting. Like in the gutter. (laughs) Yum. Yum. Put that in a salad. So after alcohol, it was like, um, maybe it was texting an ex before I was married. Don't worry, wife. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> eating, like, eating a bowl of brownie mix raw. I was super into that I one. I love that you like that. Gross. Oh, oh God, I used to eat that in the powder form. <laughs> I know. My oh boyfriend my at the time God. was really grossed out. He was like, did wow. you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no shame. So then once I come up with my solution, which is my craving to my problem, aka life at that moment, I usually felt powerless to not follow through with it. Like once that idea came, I just was kind of surrendered to, well, we're going to carry through with whatever madcap plan this is. And as I have had more spiritual tools given to me, I've kind of learned that a craving isn't a fact and I'm not actually powerless to my desires. Mm. Um, And it kind of depends on my emotional and mental and spiritual state, like how subject I am to having to give in to that idea or that craving or that auto response. Um, So if I do have a rare craving for a drink now, I pray because for me, this is like life and death stuff. But if I have a craving for a bowl of brownie mix, I'm like, oh, I can also pray. But also it's just this kind of checking in to see like, what is this desire to check out about? So as I get more connected with my heart and my body, like as those pieces kind of come together, my cravings are still present, but they're a little bit sneakier. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what that's what's on my mind. That's a little bit murky. It's kind of kind of murky, like a bowl of brownie mix. Oh, <laughs> perfect! Thank you. That was amazing, Lindsay. How about you? What's craving like for you? Oh, craving. Oh, you're an ever ode to craving. An ode to craving. <laughs> oh, craving. Your ever presence exhausts me. Oh, craving. Let me count the ways. Oh, yeah, I seriously did that. This is an ode to craving. Love <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my obvious physical cravings are like the sweet to combat the sours. What's really been going on for me lately is these emotional cravings that I have. Those can look like the craving for a relationship with a mother that never was, the loss of a lover's legs, the money that will provide me certainty and stability. These are like emotional cravings that are like nuanced and and they're a little deeper that I have to notice. I definitely have cravings for other things, but yeah, this is this is the topic that I wanted to talk about was more of an uh, um, emotional craving. And what that looks like really is the craving for life to be different than the way that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the craving that causes me the most suffering and is most present for me lately 
is, you know, just the non-acceptance of what's here and how I think it should be. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have experience with physical craving and learn the tools to combat them. That has taken me at least eight years. Um, but right now I'm referring to this emotional, like spiritual craving because it seems much more deep and vast than my physical cravings. Like that's how I was thinking about it. It was like, oh, the, the, these emotional cravings are so much deeper than the physical cravings I've had for, you know, X, Y, or Z. And that right there, I realized is how sneaky and slippery craving is. It's really weaving this story for me that this, this is different Mm -hmm. and what's going on here is different when really cravings have a lot of the same characteristics, whether it be like for drugs or alcohol or shopping or gambling or lovers, you know, the characteristics of like longing, desiring, wishing, disassociating, Mm -hmm. grasping, attachment, and um, anyone can add to the list, obviously. And it's the craving that weaves a story in my head that life could be better, different, more enjoyable if only I could satisfy this one craving right here, yeah. this one. Not the ones before, not none of that. No, and spoiler alert, I'm almost always never truly satisfied. And as soon as I do, you know, get that craving fix that I need, another one immediately crops up in its place. Mm-hmm. So I just get right back on that carousel ride that currently takes the shape of emotional cravings for life just to be different, you know, for the past to change, for my future to be certain. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) my number one craving. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. There's um, somebody I know who instead the metaphor she uses to talk about craving isn't a roller coaster. It's a gorilla. I'm going to tell the clean version of this, okay, you guys, because I'm attached to our clean rating on I'm iTunes. attached to it as well. Thank you. <laughs> I hope I've been participating. Oh, yeah. Um, she says, you know, g- giving into a craving is like dancing with a gorilla because you don't get to decide when you're done dancing. The, the gorilla decides that for you. Mm-hmm. It's not just like we get cravings to check out or harm ourselves. We actually like crave spirituality. I've certainly experienced Mm. that with like meditation. It's like such a sweet urge to like feel my body or soul like hankering for that. I think that's really cool. But so for me, it's, it's like if a craving happens and I believe that what it's telling me is true and then I act on it, I'm getting, I'm signing up for like a gorilla waltz, you know? <laughs> Waltzing. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and, and when I do that, it's like not only do I not satisfy the urge, I, I like set myself up for the this, gorilla mosh pit, the gorilla mosh pit, <laughs> the gorilla d- dumpster rave, like whatever it is, it's not going to be fun at the end. And so for me, it's like, what can I do when I'm experiencing a craving that will help me relate to it in a different way, instead of just taking the gorilla's hand and saying, have, have your way with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, how that looks right now is I'll have a craving come up for Thigh-high Stuart Weitzman boots. Oh, she knows right away. The, yeah. craving, the craving is real. It's Hi, real. It's not hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are like really things she's craving right now. 
Thank you for sharing. So if I believe the craving, I'm going to be entering these search terms of like Stuart Weitzman, thigh high, 8.5, you know, like. But I'm just looking. I'm just looking. <laughs> and But when I start acting on the craving, I set myself up for suffering, which mm-hmm. is what the second noble truth is saying. So what can I do if I'm having a craving that will set me up for something that might be different? How can I take an action that helps me... Um, either pause on the craving so eventually I'll see it for what it is or how can I remember that a craving is just this like harmless state of mind until I act on it. So yeah, I think now is a great time for us to start talking tools. So need them so bad. I love tools. (laughs) Pony, what tools can you pick up in the midst of a craving, during a craving, after a craving, before a craving? Yeah, you know, I really love a preemptive tool. Oh, I yeah. really think those have been the most it's uh, oftentimes when I am in, you know, the obsessive loop, uh it's almost too late, you know, and mm. I'm without defense in a real way. And so this is kind of a twofold preemptive tool. So what's going to be needed, and I hated this so much, is there there needs to be some meditation time. Sitting, I know, I know. Listen, I fought it for years. You can too, <laughs> or you can just use the insight timer and like listen to someone else guide you. Oh, they've helped me so much. It's like been the only way that I've been able to actually sit with myself. Um, so shout out to insight timer. So the meditation is a really vital piece because I need to sit and I need to see how my mind is grasping and reaching at all moments for things. So I can just become aware of that. And so I can even like start labeling like, Oh, pleasant moment, neutral moment. Um, unpleasant, right? So meditation is really the first piece of this that brings me into the second part of the tool, which is willingness to experience discomfort and even gasp, lean into it. What? I know this is radical, y'all. Who wants to build their tolerance for discomfort? We're building spiritual muscles here, people. (laughs) That's all we're doing. And it's really such an incredible tool because if I'm trying to be comfortable all the time, I'm not growing on this spiritual path. Like, I want to grow. I want to grow, you know, and... But it's like doing the things to grow that are really hard and uncomfortable that a lot of people, myself included, want to gloss over like this work, right? We've got to put in the work to be able to be like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I I don't like this. Can I sit here? Can I be with this? Can I not reach for something so that I can disassociate or uh, change the way I'm feeling? Because those actions are so simple and so easy today, especially for us where we're really getting thrown out of whack by all the instant gratification. And like, it is up to me to understand that I have the choice. I have to sit here and not act on my every impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tall order. I'm not claiming that it isn't. And that's why lots of pieces go into it. And these are just two simple tools that can really start to pave the way to be able to be with craving. Some of the research has said that the most extreme parts of the craving last for three minutes. You know, if you call a friend, 
I'm so into having spiritual friendies. You know, that's why we're here doing this together. It's what has completely helped me, whether it be body image stuff or like having a craving, texting my, you know, my besties or my resources or my people who are on the same journey have been able to pull me out of that so that I can take that moment to realize that I'm in discomfort or this is unpleasant. And what are some things that I could do that would actually feed me instead of harm me? It's such a revelation when you realize you don't have to act on your thoughts. Like, do I not? (laughs) I love what Ella was saying about craving. Also, what if we can switch it to this more positive idea of craving things that nurture us, which I think is what we're doing right now and what I try to do in my daily life. But kind of in the context of this show, when I was thinking about craving, I was thinking of usually for me, a craving is a thing that happens, like I said, where I want a solution. And like Lindsay was talking about of wanting to get out of whatever my situation is, like emotional state or my thoughts. And so if I've gotten to that point, I've already depleted all my resources Mm -hmm. usually. So like the things that are there that kind of keep me through my day, they have been tapped out. And so I'm just like, again, like that low hanging fruit I'm grabbing for stuff that's going to make me feel good. So a simple tool, the acronym HALT, which is hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. So a lot of it is just identifying if I feel one of those things. So when I get in that state, I could be, you know, emotional, I'm tired, or I haven't fed myself properly. You know, I'm like a little little baby that needs some help. And I would get mad if someone might suggest that I need a nap. <laughs> but if I can just kind of like, rude, if I could just say, oh, you know what? I didn't get any sleep last night or wait, I forgot to have lunch. And then I can just do some really simple things to take care of myself. And that can kind of help curb some of the more drastic solutions that I might come up with. And then the other one is prayer. So for me, that's really helpful because it's this like connection with something that's inside of me and outside of me. And it gives me some resources, right? And I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm talking to, but I just know that when I am praying and meditating in my life, there's a power source that I don't have in my own little Annie world by myself. And um, I love that Lindsay talked about meditation and starting my day with that is so helpful. But if I'm out and like I've been talking to too many people all day and I'm running around and then all of a sudden I'm driving home and I'll have this idea of like, I should really stop at the corner store and buy probably like eight bags of gummy sour worms and taste all of them, eat, <laughs> eat them all. And so I'll have, yeah, I'm just, just going to taste There's them. no tasting going on. <laughs> Straight yeah. down the gullet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have that thought, like maybe I'll have the space to be like, oh, I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hitting some of these things. And then that's where I can pray and I can just pause and say, you know what? I am so tired. Higher power, God, goddess, universe, great spirit, just kind of carry me home. Mm-hmm. Like, ca- please carry me home. Help me take care of myself um, because I need help that isn't my own mind. And um, for mm-hmm. me, prayer can be a really useful tool for that. <sighs> I love how we get to talk about this and I'll borrow each other's tools. Yeah. Uh, I'll certainly be borrowing from you guys because this craving thing is like very alive and real in my life moment to moment. So, you know, I'll get this thought that comes out of somewhere like, I need this, whatever it is, designer, such and such, or vintage turquoise squash blossom, fill in the blank. And like Annie was saying, if I if I'm depleted, 
I'm really like laying myself open to believing these cravings that come up because I don't have any resources left to really look at what's going on underneath. I'm like, why can't I just want a freaking squash blossom? Like I want to argue with it. (laughs) So good. For me, there are two ways that I can like really get through a craving. One is if I have the grace of awareness in the moment of like, oh my God, I'm in a craving. And if I have that, I can... I get this perspective that's big enough for me to zoom out from the urgency right now and not do something about it. And the other one is pause. And so oftentimes what happens is, so I want to buy something, I have this urge, I have this craving, and what action can I take right now that isn't buying the thing that might help me remember that I'm having a craving. So like it might get me to awareness eventually, but right now I just need to make some space to not wink at the gorilla, you know, like to not sign up for that. Come here, big boy. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be different this time. If I'm going to wake up from the trance of a craving, first I just need to open up some space. And I can do that by reaching out to other people like Lindsay was talking about. I can do that by praying, meditating. I I really just need to invite something else in. I just need a substitute for right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's good enough for me to watch puppy videos when I want to download the eBay app. You know, like sometimes it's not this noble spiritual app. Sometimes (laughs) it's just punting the craving If I don't hit on the gorilla, then I'm not going to go dancing. And that works well enough for right now. (sighs) If you guys have your own gorilla dancing stories you want to tell us about, you know we want to hear them. You can reach out to us at prettyspiritualpodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. We would love to hear from you. All different ways. Check us out on Instagram, Pretty Spiritual Podcast. And Twitter. 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 (laughs) But definitely check us out on Insight Timer. Get a little, I don't know, three-minute meditation going. They have so many amazing ones. Maybe go rate and review us over there. (laughs) Lindsay, not (laughs) to put you on the spot or anything. Done and done. What are we going to be talking about next time? I had a feeling it was coming right back around to (laughs) I'm glad I prepared. She goes. Uh, so I was thinking that next week we would talk about self love. Oh yeah, I love wait, it. What? Yeah. How? Yes. Oh my yes. god! I don't know how it's gonna go. Triumphant. I can't wait to find out. That's right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.